0: As a teenager, you were controlled and confined by what others demanded and expected of you. In your 20s, you were consumed by what others thought of you. In your 30s, you realized you were still conflicted by what you truly thought of yourself. But now, in your 40s and beyond, it's finally time to live fearlessly, fabulously, and fully you. Let's go. Hey, sis, welcome to In the Middle with Myra, and I'm your host, Myra Rollins. Hey, ladies, welcome back to In the Middle with Myra, and I am your host, your homegirl, your friend, your confidant, your boon coon, your buddy, your virtual bestie. And as always, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for choosing because you had the choice to be anywhere but here. So thank you for choosing to spend a few of your moments with me and the other women in the middle. And as always, y'all know what I do first. I'm checking in on you. Have you scheduled your mammograms, sis? Yes, I know. You don't want to get your tie's pinched and played with, but it is important. So schedule your mammograms. Um, have you started tracking your calories and your water intake? Yeah, because we. We say we're going to do better, but if you're not really tracking it, you don't know how good or, I don't want to say bad, but um, how not good (laughs) you're doing with your calories and your water intake. So make sure you're tracking and keeping an eye on that. Have you called to apologize to that friend that you offended? Stop waiting, sis. Tomorrow is never promised. So when you finish listening to this podcast, go ahead and make that call. And not a text. Some things we know, we don't handle via text. And big girl emotions and stuff, we pick up the phone and have phone conversations. (laughs) Okay. And you all know what's next. I'm just giving you a little bit of intel on how my week went and some highlights. And the number one highlights in my entire seven to 10 days since I last spoke with you is that, y'all, my cleaning lady came. Oh, (laughs) Shalabo. That's me speaking in tongues, y'all. Y'all, I love her. Well, actually, I kind of have this love-hate relationship with Blanca. I mean, because I love her because when she leaves, my house has never looked so good. But I hate her because when she leaves, my house has never looked so good. Y'all, she makes me feel so incompetent. I just question my whole womanhood when she leaves. I'm like, how you get those lines so deep and perfect in that carpet like that? And then I look at my bed and I'm like, how how you get those pillows to pop so perfectly like that, y'all? And she cleans my fridge and my microwave and I am just like, I love you. So anyway, this is just an aside note. This is not what the podcast is about, but just a tip. If you don't have a cleaning lady and you want one and you can't afford it in your budget and the only reason that you don't have a Blanca in your life is because of your pride, then girl, you better get over that and get you a Blanca or whoever, a Sarah, a Michelle, shoot, a Ken even. Like, Oftentimes, there are these areas in our lives that we know that we need some help. And we don't want to reach out because we feel that we ought to be able to do it by ourselves. Honey, sis, that's part of maturing in the middle. We have learned to get help where we need it without having this case of the odds. Because honey, me and Blanca are best friends. She is scheduled to come back already. Anyway, that was my weekend's highlight. So I don't want to talk about myself too much more. So. I am um, excited about our upcoming topics for the next few weeks. There has been so much talk about Derek Jackson and his whole cheating scandal. And if you're like me and you watch tra- Trash TV, Love and Marriage, Huntsville, you want to hit Martel in his throat every time he opens his mouth. Right. <laughs> so because there has just been so much talk in social media and And on the internet about marriage and relationships and infidelity, that's what we're talking about for the next few weeks, ladies. So um, I have lined up a few women who have stayed in marriages while trying to work through infidelity. And we're going to discuss some things in their experience. I have um, lined up a woman who has been in several relationships, several marriages, and has recently remarried and is at the best experience in relationships. And I just wanna get her her intel on several things like how does she know that this one was the one that she thought would make her happy and would work. And she also has um, children and they were female children and just her comfort level in bringing a man around her girl. So we're gonna have that discussion. Then we're gonna get some single women to talk to married women and, tell, and get their perspective on how they view us. And um, I put a poll out on my uh, social media page. So if you're not already um, in the group of In the Middle with Myra on Facebook, make sure to do that because we have some amazing conversations. And the most recent conversation that we had was hearing from single women and they answered the question, what I hate my marriage... No, I hate what my married friends say and they filled in the blank. And so from that, we're going to have a whole podcast talking to some single women about that issue. So I'm so excited, but today, y'all, it's just me and we're talking some real talk, okay? So what I wanna do before I tell you what I'm talking about, I wanna make a disclaimer. I don't believe there is a such thing as cheat-proofing your marriage. If a man is gonna cheat, he gonna cheat. Men cheat for thousands of different reasons and oftentimes those reasons censor around weaknesses within that man period point blake do you hear me i am making that clear so i don't believe that oh it was her fault that he cheated and he cheated because of her i don't believe that particular uh mentality or thoughts however I do believe and will not stutter when I say this, that there are things that wives can do to make healthier marriages that won't make a fertile environment for cheating. So what I mean is this relationship, women can say that this relationship is not going to be perfect and I'm not perfect and I'm not trying to be But I'm also going to sow into my marriage with intention in certain ways to help breed a healthy environment that makes it difficult for something toxic to grow. And so that is the point and the purpose and um, the topic of this conversation. I just wanted to go into four or five things, practices, ways to be intentional that wives can do to help breed a healthy environment that makes something toxic like cheating a little bit more difficult to grow. So number one, I'm gonna start out here and y'all might come for me on this one. Talking about that ain't got nothing to do with it. Beyonce got cheated on, Lo got cheated on. Um, who else, who else was that? Um, Halle Berry got cheated on, yes, I know. So it's not about being pretty what I'm getting ready to say. What I'm getting ready to say, the first thing is that we need to number one give him something to look at. Yes, that's where I started, and that's what I mean. Like it is no secret, y'all. Um, that men are visual, and I know that life and all of its responsibilities have um, packed on pounds for many of us, like the change in our hormone and childbearing and work schedules and raising children. And all that comes with age has made staying fit a challenge. And my goal is not to get you or me back to high school skinny because we live grown women's lives, right? However, there is a huge difference between being high school skinny and an old woman obese, okay? It's our responsibility to ourselves first and foremost, y'all, but to our husband second to find the most manageable and healthy median between, between those two extremes. Our goal should not be to live, our goal, excuse me, should be to live in our best bodies. And that best body will depend on a lot of different factors, like our age, our lifestyle, our health, and our personal goals. But as you work towards that individual best body, you will find that your husband will begin to find you more attractive. There are a million different diets and programs and gyms and trainers that can help you get started. And um, I had a previous podcast on ways to get healthy and maintain a manageable weight for um, for you. And some of the things that we talked about were saying no to extra calories more than you say yes. And we dove into what that looks like. We also talked about saying yes to more activity more than you said no. And we um, did some specific discussions on um, ways to formulate a good workout for you. We also talked about not drinking our calories and moderation, not deprivation. And then also we discussed hashtag every day do something, meaning that every day there should be some kind of sewing into healthy lifestyles that will manifest into not only how you feel, but also how you look. And so going on and continuing along the same um, discussion of giving them something to look at, we need to become, I guess the word is like less familiar and more flirty, if you know what I mean. If you ask most married women, what is one of the main things that they are like just so Um, like one of the main perks and advantages of being married. Somewhere on that top three list will be a comment that sounds something like this. I get to just be myself. (laughs) And the translation of that is really, I get to walk around the house in my headscarf, sweatpants and t-shirts every day, all day. And sometimes I'll even leave the bathroom open when I'm handling all of my business. (laughs) And true enough, there is great contentment, y'all, in having a life partner where you can just completely be yourself. Like that is truly one of the advantages. But ladies, though comfort with someone increases over time, the truth is that physical attraction can decrease over time if we're not intentional about that. Especially now with COVID. Y'all, COVID got us out here in everyday sweats and messy buns. Not brushing our teeth till about one o'clock. And I mean, it's okay sometimes. But some days we need to put the Carmex away and take out some lipstick. We need to brush that bun and lay them edges a little bit. Put on some material that clings a little bit more. We Men are visual. So stimulate them visually. Ain't nobody trying to be Beyonce every day. But we can't be Auntie mama every day either, y'all. And I know for me, this is where I'm struggling because I'm in this fluffy stage. I'm carrying these COVID pants. And so the only thing that fits me comfortably right now are my sweats and my mumu dresses. So I literally this weekend had to go out and buy some bigger pants. And not a whole bunch. Because I'm going to lose this weight. So ain't nobody trying to have a closet full of pants I can't wear in about a month. But I bought a few pair of pants where I can put on some decent clothes and some not no heels, but maybe some wedges and look like something around this house sometimes. So where in your life, whether it be your weight, your clothes, your hair, where can you work on giving them something to look at? In what way can you stimulate your man visually? And so I I have made a more conscious effort to be less familiar And like, you know, not this whole same old, same old, familiar wife to him, but more of the flirty girl putting on that lip gloss and some powder. How about you? (laughs) And listen, do we have to do this? No. Should we do this? Maybe. I don't know. But do we want to do this? Yes. Because if we don't give them something to look at, some. Body else will and so though i enjoy being his familiar partner i also like being his friend but even more so every now and then i gotta get back into that girlfriend mode so when I mean, you guys a time to take a breath and um lose your attitude with me because i told y'all that we need to kind of make ourselves pop a little bit more i ain't stutter that's the truth and y'all know it <laughs> Because if we want to get that look from our husband, and I'm talking about not that chicken again, baby, look, not that look, or not that look that says, take these loud kids out of here while I finish watching a game look. I'm talking about that look that says to you across the room that the next time I get you a long boo it's on look. That's what we trying to do. <laughs> and so- We want to get those slaps on the butts when we pass by and those lick of the lips when they look up at us. Y'all, that stuff not dead. I don't care how old you are and how old your marriage is. Those are the types of things that keep your marriage vibrant for both parties involved. And so we need to make sure that we are sowing into our marriages and into ourselves to keep that type of energy present in our marriage. So... The second thing that I want you to do to breed healthy marriages is something so simple. You ready? I want you to look at him. Y'all something so subtle can change the game. So what I want you to do is that when he sits down at the kitchen island or counter while you're cooking, I want you to every now and then Turn it from high boil to slow simmer. Turn your whole self around and look at him as he explains what happened to him at work that day. Instead of thumbing through Facebook and occasionally saying "uh huh, uh huh" when he's talking, put your phone down. That I Badu, I can make you put your phone down. So put your phone down. Turn your whole self towards him and look at him while he talks about a football game that you care nothing about. Look at him when he speaks. This lets him know that you are interested in what he has to say. This shows him that you are putting his conversation and his concerns above any other person in the world in that moment. It allows him to see you smile and giggle at his humor. Occasionally, You you all are going to catch glances and speak to each other with your eyes when you look at him. Looking at him makes him see you differently. He sees you as the girl who finds him funny and interesting and smart. Yes, men are visually or visual creatures, but y'all, they are also attracted to women who think highly of them. So slow down, ladies. Put the phone down, tell the kids to go away, and look at your man, and he will start looking at you in a way that he hasn't in a while. Don't always be this ship passing him in the night, being so busy or just not even interested and being caught up in your own emotions that you don't even look at him anymore. Take a pause, look, listen, and show him that you're interested. Because, honey, That little chick at his office that leans in every time he explains some kind of chart at work, hanging on his every word, honey, she is enticing him just by looking at him and showing that she is interested in what he has to say. Mm. All right, y'all, here we go. Third thing that I want you to do is to compliment him. Somehow, ladies, sis, we have convinced ourselves that we are the only ones, that ladies are the only ones that deserve compliments and an ego boost. But in actuality, men may need it as much, if not more than we do. A man's ego drives his emotions and his decisions far more than many other factors. So y'all, when we make a man feel wanted and desired, he will naturally begin to want and desire us more. So start throwing around compliments and watch them boomerang right back to you in time. So the next time he dresses up, I want you to say, all right, i see you in those pants. Or when he returns home from the gym, touch his bicep and say, what? Come on here now, bicep. (laughs) When he gets a fresh haircut, compliment him on his edge up. Make it clear to him that you notice and like it. Whistle at him. Yeah, I can't I can't whistle. Speaking of can't whistling, have y'all seen that Peppa the Pig episode? <laughs> if you have not, just Google, YouTube, whatever, Peppa the Pig and whistling. You will know exactly what I'm talking about. Anyway, because I'm like Peppa. I can't whistle. But if you can, sis. Whistle at your husband the next time he bends over. Make a sizzling hot sound when he takes his shirt off. Even if he ain't got no six pack, even if it's a 12 pack keg, you show him that you like what he has to offer. Rub your hand slowly across his back and shudder as he passes. If you want your man to find you highly attractive, then let him feel your attraction towards him. If the way to a man's heart, old school said, is through his stomach, I still believe that. But y'all, it is also through the passion of feeding his ego. That's just real. So ladies, compliment that man. All right, y'all, here comes one that's really hard. It might be one of the hardest ones yet. You ready? What we want to do is be nice. Oh y'all, it sounds so simple, but if you know, you know. <laughs> you know that it is sometimes hard to be nice. Many times the issues of life, the past failures, the present drama, and the anxiety of the future has affected us so deeply that it affects how we even treat them on simple things. And it is difficult to be nice. Without realizing it, life has eroded the easygoing, free spirit and fun-loving person we used to be. And now we are this quick-tempered and cranky and irritable woman. And I know that we can find excuses and maybe even valid justifications, but it is nearly impossible for a man to love you like a rose when you respond to him like a thornbush. He can't cuddle with you as the gentle Labrador or the poodle when you are growling like a pit bull all the time. His attraction will fade for the shrew, even if she's sexy. However, it will stay lit for the girl that giggles, even when that girl grows old. So be nice, y'all. And what does that mean by be nice? Uh, Like simple things, like we need to go back to simple social courtesies, saying things like please and thank you, like even for things that he quote unquote should do. If he puts gas in your car, say thank you. If he picks the kids up, yes, I know that his kids too, but it was your turn to pick him up, but he did you a quote unquote favor, say thank you. Um, move your feet when he's passing by trying to sit on the couch. y'all, marriage will make you just forget the basic social courtesies that we extend to everyone else, but not to our husbands Marriage can plumb make you mean? Like I have a quote in my office because I have to remind myself to be nice, unfortunately, to my husband sometimes. And so the quote says, "Be soft. Don't let the world make you hate. Don't let the pain make you bitter and don't let the bitterness steal your sweetness. I kind of messed that up because I can't see my eyes getting bad, y'all, because the quote is across the room, but it says something like that, okay? (laughs) So, in other words, life and specifically marriage can. Turn this sweetness that you had into bitterness. But if we want to breed healthy environments, we have to make sure to simply be nice. And so the other ways that you can be nice is to think about the simple golden rule to treat someone the way that you would be treated. Because oftentimes we've moved that rule. We've changed it into I'm going to treat him how he treats me. But that's not what we do, y'all. We know that we should treat people how they should treat us. And the hope is that any sensible, reasonable person, including your husband, when they consistently enough get treated well, it will be difficult to continue to not extend that same courtesy and that same energy. So try it, sis. All right, the last tip that I wanna share when it comes to um, changing the environment Breeding positivity into your marriage is something that I'm just going to touch on today and have a whole conversation about next week. Y'all ready? The last one for today that's going to be a carryover into next week is to give that man some. And you all know what I mean by some. Somehow we have convinced ourselves that unless my marriage is running on all cylinders, unless I feel emotionally sewed into enough, then I'm not going to have sex with him. And there is a whole conversation to be had around that. But the only thing that I want to leave you with today, because I want to spend enough time to adequately unpack this issue next week. The thing that I want to leave you with today is that it is incumbent upon us as wives to meet the physical needs, not necessarily expectations. Now, those are different. We need to meet his sexual needs, not always his expectations, because if the need is not being met, then we are breeding an environment to where he will go and search that need somewhere else. And again, I am going back to where I started. I do not believe that it is a woman's fault when a man cheats, but I do believe That in some situations, there is some onus of responsibility that wives must take. And oftentimes it does come back to the issue of withholding sex because we feel that if our relationship isn't emotionally meeting us at our level of expectation that we withhold sex and it causes all kind of toxic results. So do me a favor. Tell your friends, your homegirls to stop on by in the middle next week, and we're going to have a full-on conversation about this thing. Because ladies, we talking real talk on In the Middle with Myra, because every day and Every way we are striving to be better and better, even on the issues that challenge us. And sex is a challenge for a lot of women, especially in the middle, because because of hormonal changes and oftentimes whether it be menopause or whatever, our sexual drive is ebbing and flowing, sometimes high and sometimes low. So we're going to talk about all of that next week. So again, as always, I appreciate you stopping by in the middle because we understand and realize that getting older with style and grace ain't easy, but somebody got to do it. Why not us? Why not you? Why not now? And go choose to make it a great day. Go be nice to that man. Hey sis, thanks again for meeting me in the middle. Where together you and I are figuring out and feeling 40. Because we understand that getting older with style and grace ain't easy. But somebody got to do it. Why not us? Why not you? And why not now? And as always, choose to make it a great day.